This episode is brought to you by Blueprint Renovate Program, the program designed to create space in your firm to cultivate mindset change through what you do every day. Visit blueprinthq.com.au slash contact to start the conversation. Welcome to Conversations with Sam Dean. I'm Sam Dean and I'm excited to have you here to explore the conversations that accountants and advisors can have with their clients to cultivate business mastery. All the notes and links for the show can be found at blueprinthq.com.au slash podcast. Let's start a conversation. Well, hello everybody and welcome back. So we've been um, working through a series on Renovate, so creating space within your firm. This is brought to you by uh, Blueprint HQ, Renovate program, which we've specifically designed to create space around what you do every day so that you can then develop better conversations and then accelerate for growth later on. So today we're covering off on part three, which is all about getting everything set up for success. So it's looking at How do we set the job up for success for next year? It also starts introducing the concept of resource planning, setting the firm up for success, and my favourite bit, which is setting your client up for success. How can we slightly start reframing the conversation with our clients? So before we start on step three, I just want to um, run you through where we are and how we've set up success for this particular stage through stages one and two. And so just remind you, jobs are now complete from an end-of-year uh, tax optimization point of view, that this section here in stage three will actually not be the end of the engagement of the client as it is now with end-of-year. It might be the beginning of it. And then stages one and two around the end-of-year processes will be the end. So we're actually looking at setting our clients up for success straight away, shifting the debrief in this shift to the end, which is the pre-brief that we've spoken about before. So that this stage is actually the initial part of the engagement with our clients rather than the end, but for now it's at the end. We've also had the planning and finishing mindset now running through ourselves and our teams, and we hope we have a little bit more visibility and measurability around the production numbers, particularly for individual jobs. So the purpose of this stage is to look at a couple of new concepts that we're going to introduce. Firstly, the helicopter review, then the job debrief meeting, and I'm going to go through that, the concept of that, and what makes a good one, and then the opportunities meetings and how we actually start reframing our conversations with the clients at this point. And throughout this, we're assuming that this is the first run through of it, so it's the initial shift in reframing the conversations and the opportunity meeting that we're actually going to talk about. So let's start. Let's start with the what I call the helicopter review. As we did in the previous stage, we've done all of the compliance reviewing. So we had three stages there, the peer review, verification, and tax optimization. And realistically, at the end, hopefully at the end of that, the high-level um, partner review was done at the end. So the helicopter review, which is a term that is used a lot, or I have heard it before, which obviously helicopter just means over the top, But in here, the purpose that I'm talking about today and what I'm talking about from a helicopter review is a high-level holistic review of the financial statements and tax results from the previous financial year and then set where we next client from this view. 
So we also want to collate our thoughts as to how we can actually improve the client going forward and what other opportunities outside even tax could be done with this client. So again, high-level holistic review of the current financial statements and also starting to think about what we might be able to do with this client going forward. The mindset that we're trying to get um, and work with in this particular stage is innovative. So how can we make this client's life better? So the whole mindset that we're using throughout this stage is that innovative. How can we make this life client's life better? How can we make the job better? And how can we make our workflow better? So we're just looking for this, those tips all throughout. So that's what we're looking for. Again, the helicopter review from a overseeing point of view doesn't necessarily have to take very long. And can I just sidebar there? It doesn't necessarily have to be done by the tax partner. It could be done by you know, the advisory partner or somebody, somebody else who's looking for opportunities. But at most stage where we're at right now, it's usually done by the partner in charge of the job. So the next concept I want to introduce is what we call the job debrief meeting. And this is kind of the end um, and it's also related back, obviously, to the pre-brief meeting at the beginning of the job. So debrief meeting takes place after everything's completed and the purpose of it, there's two purposes. The first is an internal purpose. So it's to really review the internal job efficiencies and setting up next year's job for efficiency. And the purpose for the client is to actually review the client's efficiencies in the information and financial statement presentation, set some strategy for improvement, and then review future state of any kind of opportunities for this client. So what are the benefits of doing this? And what are the benefits of actually doing it at a team level? Because a debrief meeting should be done with all team. So the first and the most very crucial benefit is to bring a deeper understanding of the clients with all communication touch points covered. So remember, part of this is about creating space within our businesses, even if they're small, and that means that we can talk to everybody involved in the touch points and we'll bring different knowledges across it. So if you are using the client services administrator, they will have a different perception of the client and a different relationship to maybe the partner or even the accountant. So it brings all those perceptions across. It also then develops ownership across the team for actually always looking for opportunities for the client. So it's up to everybody to fill in the opportunities area in a job debrief meeting. And so it starts getting the pressure off us as leaders just to find all the opportunities. Somebody, CSA, might then come up with some opportunities in some kind of conversation. The accountants are looking for opportunities with the bookkeeping or, or data cleanup. So it just people are just constantly looking for them and it develops ownership around that. It also then trains the junior staff on the thought process of how to look for the opportunities and how to look for the efficiencies throughout the job. So it's a really a, a learning process as well. So we're taking the time to develop all of those innovation, um, innovative muscles that we want throughout. And it's just such an important part. The mindset that we're looking for, as I've said here, is innovative. How can we make this client's life better? How can we make this job better throughout the team? And it's proactive. So planning for the job success 12 months in advance. So I just want to go quickly then through a structure of what a job debrief, what kind of things would you cover? And I would highly recommend having a agenda and we will pop one up on one of our templates onto the website, but you can build this yourself. 
The things that we look for is we notes on what happened in each area and then improvement ideas. And every area should have those two filled out. So some of the review topics could include internal job efficiencies. So was the planning done? Was the client data information done? What was any kind of improvements that might be in around that? Look at the internal um, profitability and the budget. So looking at the budget preparation and how much work went into that and how, and then actually doing a comparison of what the budget is and what has actually come through flow here. So it's here that you would start looking at, you know, what you would actually, if you're not up from billing, what the actual invoice is. And then rather than having just one person, you have more of a committee to actually make um, maybe more bolder decisions. But realistically, if the process has been run through and the budget, we already knew what the revenue budget is, but what we're doing now is comparing it and making sure and seeing um, how in line that was. Then we look at the opportunities around the client efficiencies, how quick were they back uh, getting requested documentation, what month it was completed in, and um, can this perhaps be scheduled earlier? Because remember, one of the things that we're always looking for is how can we bring work forward so we're not having these mad rushes in December and then May and June. What was the cleansiness life? What was the communication from our office like? Is there any improvement that we could have? And what was the client's responsiveness here? Now, the reason why I talk about that is because one of the biggest blocks we've got with workflow, and I hear it all the time, is our clients don't get back to us. And how can we actually change that? So we need to start looking at, is it us or is it them? And then what the education process is. And some of the steps that we go through in here will start getting ready for that. But a lot of it should be more controlled, obviously, from step one, because we're not going to release any of the data if we know that it's missing in that first stage um, until we until we actually have it. So we're not actually going to release the client information into stage two of the jobs. So it's kind of in a holding pattern then if we don't have responsive clients. Once we've sort of gone through all that, we want to actually set the budget for next year. So we're going to have a look at what was actually performed, look at the stages, see where we can actually say, okay, well, how could we make this budget better? Remember, we're looking at two budgets, the revenue budget, which may just increase a little bit, but what we're really talking about here is the production budget. So how can we do this faster, quicker? What are the blocks and the challenges that we go through? So who, what are the teams on it next year? Won't need to go through that. How can we actually work with the client over the next little while to see if we need to clean the data and make sure some of these um, problems haven't happened? So we're proactively looking at that. The reason you set the budget here rather than in the year is because it, uh, sorry, at the beginning of next year, there's two reasons. First of all, it's fresh in your mind, so it's much quicker. So you don't need to go and rethink. Second of all, we want the budget number now and hours if you can actually hone them down, but at least just the dollar number to start with so we can look at resourcing for next year. So we can actually start looking and planning how we want these jobs to roll out next year. So even if the budget's not 100% right, which it won't be, even if we can get these budgets at least 70% right, that it really will help us with the decision-making when we start looking at resourcing plan in May or June before we get ready for the next tax year. So that's the really good reason. The other thing that we put then into is when we actually want to do this job. So if we look back at it and say, well, there's a big gap with the client responsiveness, and the main reason is they we go away in October or they've got a super fund so we can't actually get it finished in November, then you're probably going to say, well, we're actually going to do this job in November. 
We're not going to start it in August and then spend all this time. Well, the other alternative thing is, is okay, we did this job in September. Is there any way we can start it in July? We start getting data in. It looks like it's very clean and there's really no reason except that's when the client instigated it to start it back there. So could we actually start it earlier so we can actually fill in July a bit better because this looks like a job that could be finished fairly quickly. So these are all the decisions that we're making right now. So then in the job debrief and an overall spreadsheet, if you like, you capture what do we expect the budget to be next year and when do we actually want to start it. And if you can go one step further and say, well, when should we actually start communicating to get that information in? So that's the job debrief around the job and how we're actually going to make that better and how we're actually going to make the client's lives better with better data. The other big aspect to it is to actually sort of start thinking about what the client opportunities are. So throughout the job, and as I said, one of the benefits is we're talking about what are the future opportunities with this client going forward. And, you know, initially you would be focused on stuff that you're already doing. So it could be, look, I really noticed that maybe there's no clarity around the actual structures. There is a little bit of confusion with the clients. We're constantly hearing them talk about it like, you know, they're talking about drawings, but they've got a company. So we're thinking, well, maybe we could do an education or maybe there's something that we could actually offer this client, you know, going forward. So we've been capturing that information. Maybe you're hearing that they're overspending personally. So maybe there could be some budget and personal financial planning or maybe estate planning or various things. So you've captured them in this too. Now, remember, these are opportunities that we think the clients need in the next step in the opportunity, meaning we're going to actually find out what they actually want. So here we kind of put put a few discussions ready. So we're getting ready for that next meeting. So job debrief, meeting one, basically have the, if you haven't already done it, the invoice is done in here and accepted. You've got the budget for next year, you've got the timing for next year, we've got some future opportunities to start thinking about for the discussion points going forward and we know what we're going to schedule it into workflow next year. So the next meeting that we've got is what we call the client opportunity meeting. When I started up in accounting and certainly all the way up, I think, to around the 2000s, having an exit meeting with a client was absolutely, you know, we, we had to do it. I don't know if this is the firms I grew up in, but we always had the exit meeting. But I have noticed that, and this I think is one of the, the areas that I think have dropped off because we don't have the communication point when we're actually delivering what we've done from an end-of-year point of view. So this is why this client opportunity meeting is important. And the initial purpose of these meetings is to be, actually begin to reframe from what has been done in the tax to how can we help and what can be done. And then eventually in the future state, we want this to be an automatic part of the client engagement piece. So we're assessing what our client wants and investigating it further. And then we're meeting on a regular basis to set the client up for success in an ongoing holistic program. But for now, when we first run through this um, in the first year and even maybe going forward, if, if that's what, where you want it to stay, it's really about beginning to reframing the conversation about what has been done. So we want them to know the point too, to how can we help and what can be done. So it's setting the client up for success going forward. So this is our reframing meeting, if you like. So why do we need to reframe here and what's the purpose? So here we start thinking about what our clients actually want. So we have an idea in the back of our head what they might actually need, but we need to actually create some space and conversation 
around what it is that they actually want. So in this um, meeting, we can start asking some questions that haven't been asked before, so assessment type questions, which I've talked about previously. So they're more around the emotional, the aspirational and challenging. This would be a great time to ask, you know, what's on your mind at the moment, what's been bothering you, those sort of open-in questions, what's the real challenge that you might be going through at the moment and why, and then trying to link that back to some of the opportunities that you may have found in it. So this is when we really start thinking about how can we start having those more non-technical based questions because really up until now with the end of year, our clients are buying that office because it's a bangular. So the pain obviously is they have to lodge their tax return, so they're going to buy that and they're going to go through it as a grudge purchase, but it doesn't really take any sales process or So what we are looking for here are more like vitamins. So the opportunities we might have looked at is stuff that they need for their overall health, whether it's to protect them more, to make them more comfortable in their compliance, make their data cleaning. So they're not painkillers because they actually may not know that they're in pain. They're more like vitamins or stuff that we take to get a little healthier, if you like, if you like that acronym. So it's here that we can really start working around that assessment investigate that we've talked about before. So we're trying to connect back with some of the stuff that we know that they need to what they want, connecting back well, how we can help them with what they want. So the example I quite often use, and I think I might have used it earlier, is that they've got messy bookkeeping files. So we really need them to clean up their data, not only just for our efficiencies that we've discovered in the job debrief, but also so they have better information going forward. So this is where we can try out some of those assessment questions and actually have them prepared before and you can actually collate them in the job debrief meeting. So looking at the messy bookkeeping and the data cleanup assessment questions might be, is it important to you that you feel that you can rely on your numbers? Be one. Another one perhaps could be that you spend time on what you're enjoying. So that, you know, do they really even want to do their bookkeeping? Is it important to you that your time is valued? Is it is that a great way for you to be doing it, and one that I absolutely love, and this one actually works in the right situations, it's important for you that you don't get these frustrating and annoying calls from us all the time. So you can then work that. And then if they say it's not or yes, you can say, how are you doing it, that, and then please explain that to me. And then you can bridge then to the next, the engagement piece of that is if we could help you with that, you know, would you want to know about it? And an example of what you might have an investigate response or next stage response to this would be, let's start with a one-hour meeting where we can review the current state of your file, where you want it to be, and drill down on the needs to fix it up and alleviate any questions that you may have and then set some actions going about that. And then you can really start to reframe the relationship going forward. You've got an additional touch point very closely following from the end of year. And then if you're brave, and I honestly strongly suggest to that, you can say we feel that this will cost about five or $600. So you can actually start bringing the pricing in there if you want. Strongly recommend that you do that, obviously, because they might say, no, that's I don't see the value in it, like straight up, rather than just going ahead. So that's how we start reframing the conversation. So we're really, as I said, I'm going to reiterate the client opportunity meetings, the initial purpose of these meetings when you're just starting out, is to have the touch point and the connection with the client, engage in some low 
hanging fruit opportunities and begin to reframe the conversation from what has been done to how we can help and what can be done. The second part of the future stated is to be meaning with your clients and setting them up for success and then setting them up into maybe perhaps an ongoing holistic program. And of course, the last step, which is to make sure that the invoice is done. Now, you may invoice at the beginning of the job if you're on fixed fees or quotes, but really make sure that you do this as soon as you finish the job. The turnaround time for jobs is not finished until the invoice is done. Remember, the lockup on these jobs and in your firm is not done until the client's actually paid. So it's super important that this is done. I always strongly recommend that, obviously, you upfront bill. But if you don't, that's okay too. Plenty of firms, super successful firms who don't. But going back to those exit meetings that we were talking about, that we always presented the invoice with the client. And I would strongly recommend that you would actually, in that exit opportunity meeting, actually do present the bill there. But I understand that that may be a bit of a jump first up, but at least really do the invoice straight away. Now, if you have a budget and you've budgeted, sometimes that opportunity meeting isn't an advice meeting or even in part of a job, and it literally is an opportunity meeting, so it can perhaps be a sales meeting. So whether or not you actually include that invoice, that's obviously part of your engagement and your, your choice to be had. But the invoice needs to be finished basically when the job's finished and out. So often we wait and we do it like, you know, we were notor- I used to be notorious for this as well. You kind of clear your whip out right at the end of the month rather than during the month. Remember, we have put that proactive, innovative mindset in now, so we're not doing that anymore. And the invoices complete pretty much straight away. And the preference is actually completed as an administration task as opposed to a partner accounting task because this is something that can be done by other people. So that's a wrap for that. So every step has now been completed with some new concepts going through the new ones that we might have looked at or been reminded on in this one. The helicopter review, so having a bit of a holistic view over the whole job and client going forward. The job debrief, how do we make this job better next year? How do we then look at popping it into the resource planning for next year? And then how can we make the client's lives better as well? And then the actual meeting or feedback of that, which is sit down or telephone your client and do it. These two meetings, depending on the size of the job, don't have to take a lot of time. So the debrief meeting, if it's in a $1,000 or $2,000 job, really should only take a few minutes. And obviously, the bigger the job, the more people involved, the longer the meeting there. The more time you take on the debrief meeting, it sets the job up for success next year. It also downloads everything that you need for next year while it's fresh on your mind. So there's not that hour or two at the beginning of the job thinking about it. It's done. And it also, obviously, ultimately, we want to make this so it's not dependent on any particular person. So anyone can set that, pick that job up now next year and go forward with it. The exit and the opportunity meetings is starting the reframe. Starting that reframe, we have our clients away from the end of year into the opportunities going forward and setting us up for the future later on. So we want to subtly do that reframe. Fantastic. I hope you've enjoyed these three steps. The next episode, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to also touch on a few 
key areas that you need to keep in mind now that you've got a feel for the three stages and the steps in them, the reporting around them, some suggestions on visibility, some small suggestions on how you track resources and how you get the jobs ready based on the information that we've been able to collate through the job production. Remember, we've really been focusing in these last three steps on the efficiency of individual jobs. Next week, I'm going to talk about how we can take the individual job data we've got and start thinking about the overall firm workflow. And of course, my, as everybody knows, my passion is to flatten out our workflow and so we don't have those kicks that we've been talking about in December and June that get in our way and also make us up, you know, way more efficient. So how we can actually start using the three steps that we've gone through to do that and then also touch back on some roles. Um, you know, right at the beginning, talk about the administration roles and the importance of that, the different roles in the accounting and reviewing now and the client manager role versus the tax manager role and, and stuff like that. So we're going to drill down a little bit more on roles next week as well. So once more, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Would love for you guys to drop a review in into iTunes or anywhere. Always love to hear back from clients and have that half-hour conversation or even a quick email exchange on what your thoughts are on that and where, where your mind is at at the moment on what we've been discussing over the last few weeks. So drop me a line, send at blueprinthq.com.au and we would love to continue the conversation with you. As always, be brave. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. To check out more information on all things Sandine and Blueprint, go to the website blueprinthq.com.au and remember, continue the conversation and be brave. See you next time.